Wonder about the future and how you'll be working and learning? Welcome to You in 2042, the future of work, with your host, Danielle Wallace. Hello and welcome to another edition of You in 2042, the future of work. Joining me today is Kevin. Yeah, my name is Kevin Mulcahy, and I'm the co-author of a book, The Future Workplace Experience, which was put together by interviewing over 100 people on two big questions. What are you doing differently and why? And the answer to what you're doing differently, these are, these are strategies. These are different practices that people implement, and I listen for those. But what's more important when you hear people doing something different is asking why. And the why gives you the underlying motivation for any change in behavior. And that's my role, is to expose the whys of how our workplace practices and behaviors are changing. So when you think about those workplace practices and behaviors, and maybe it gets to the why behind it, uh, what are your thoughts about the future of work and how we predict it? Ah, the how is often, let's read some surveys, extrapolate the latest market insights and, and determine uh, what, what is happening there if we converge a bunch of these data points. Sometimes a better approach is to think about the assumptions that we hold and what these surveys do is inform us or update us on a data point that we should hold in ourselves when we're with our colleagues and we make some plans. We should say, well, based on this survey or based on these insights, we should do X. But it's not really based on the survey. What that survey has done is informed our assumptions about how the world is evolving and what strategy is really, especially future-facing strategy, is building a set of plans based on the assumptions that you and the team collectively hold. And that's what strategy is built on. All strategy is built on assumptions. And what always startles me is whenever you see a strategy document, it's, it's a wonderful 40-page document, and there's one or two pages of assumptions right up front, and then it goes into 38 pages of all the detailed strategies. And that's almost backwards. If you really expose, spend more time on the assumptions, then the strategies almost fall out. And, and two competitors or two people who read the exact same market intelligence or the exact same data have different strategies because they make different assumptions about what they're reading. So don't take data points or surveys at face value. What they really are is a, a point to feed an assumption that you're going to make. And you can assume that that's going to be true and extrapolated, or you can assume that that data is a little bit overly generous in its projection and, and uh, temper it down. But, but you have to make your own assumptions to determine strategy and don't go building strategies based on other people's assumptions. Such a great insight. Within that, 
the ability to challenge one's own assumptions in order to drive better strategy, better predictions of the future of work, especially as we think to things such as what are we doing in 2042? What are the hot issues that may be on the horizon? I love that insight, Kevin. Of those hot issues that I've seen as a recurring theme in our podcast has been work-life balance. This comes up regularly from different facets. What do you think about how, how are workers reacting to their desires for balance in our increasingly volatile and fast-paced world? Oh, it is. It's reacting is the operative term. Um, for, for many, the pandemic really exposed what was important to people in their lives. And people had time away from the office, uh, more time with their families and their domestic situations, and a lot of time by themselves to reflect, right? They weren't out socializing. Their calendars were freed up. Everybody's calendar got freed up pretty much. And then you could choose what you wanted to put back on your calendar. And I think people have not run back to putting the same meetings, the same networking events and the same uh, social events right back on their calendars. There has been some time of reflecting on what are my values and how does my work environment support those values or impinge those values and is where I'm working and, and an entity or an environment where I can pursue some of the values that I hold dearly to myself. And I think that's what we're seeing going on. So this role of values becomes even more apparent and more important. And how are, then are these values appearing in the workplace from the, the worker's perspective? Well, we're seeing um, companies move from vision statements and mission statements to purpose statements. And it's a subtle shift, but the purpose is why does our organization exist? And there's an effort underway to reconnect. Uh, as people have been away from the office for, for two years or, or so, depending on where you are, how do you reconnect people back to what the company was all about? And a lot of times that can't be done or was not being done on those weekly Zoom calls or daily Zoom calls, which were very task oriented. And so one of the conversations that was absent was uh, for what for what purpose are we here other than to respond to the crisis? And for how does being here serve the values that you hold dearly to yourself? What's the convergence between the organizational values and your own values? And many people are now just reconnecting back to how were the values of the organization they worked at? How did they manifest during a crisis, during the pandemic? How did leaders treat the people around us? And what did they articulate was important? And how now can I find a role that helps me uh, live what I feel is important? And I think that's what we're seeing is values at the end of the day are behaviors and values guide behaviors. 
So the importance of connecting personal and organizational values is key to whether a, a working environment is toxic or is emotionally supportive. And when people feel that they're how they're controlling their time and that their environment is nurturing, there's support and there's productivity and there's engagement. When there's stress, there's not. And so I think that that is where this alignment of personal and organizational values really helps provide people with a sense of agency and control in their work environment. That makes so much sense. And it's as if uh, workers or employees are really seeing what their leaders' values are for real during times of crisis and also truly taking that in to ensure there indeed is that convergence of their own values, which have been exposed, the organization's values, which have been exposed and maybe now need to be shaped. So what is the impact on the organization from that viewpoint? Well, there's one organization I know that has gone way out on a limb here. It's EY. And they actually have trained their managers on having and facilitating conversations with employees about understanding the organizational values and facilitating conversation about how those values align with the personal values of the individual and surfacing what those personal values are. So here's their strategy. This is a big giveaway. Here's what EY did. They asked and they listened. I, I don't want to give it away, but I don't want everybody going out and asking and listening to their employees and believing them. But that's what they did. And they surfaced um, disconnects if there were any between um, personal values and organizational values, and we're able to have conversations with employees about that, but also to ask employees what types of roles they might prefer in the organization, what type of assignments, what type of industries that might align more to their personal values, and offer those opportunities in a way that enhanced retention, enhanced engagement, and just overall job satisfaction. So, so there is some rubber meets the road on some companies when, when there is an alignment of corporate values and personal values. That's such a practical takeaway to ask and listen. And it's such a fantastic way to bring the values that workers are saying are critical to merge those with and have that convergence with the organization's values, which hopefully there is that overlap. And I would love to pick this up in a future podcast, perhaps even going a bit deeper into that, such as some of the values as it relates to when and where people work or hybrid models and such. We'd love to discuss that further with you. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. This has been fascinating and I look forward to a future podcast. Great. Look forward to coming back and talking with you again.